Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, Ramamasya. Look at two people and say, Grace, grace. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at happily. Look at with confidence. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The moment you utter that words, all your negativity will leave your life. Praise the Lord. Your heart will be ready to receive from heaven. Look at two people and say, Grace, grace. Amen. Grace, grace. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles this morning to John chapter 1, 16 and the 17th verse. John chapter 1 and the 16th and the 17th verse. Let's read it. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. From the abundance of his grace we have received grace, and the fullness of his grace we have all received grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Amen. This morning I want to title the word, The Grace to Make You a Christ Person. Amen. The Grace to Make You a Christ Person. The Apostle John who has written this gospel was a Christ person. He received the grace to become a Christ person. How many of you are here when the Holy Spirit look into our lives and say, He is a Christ person. Or I want to ask you this morning, are you a Christ person? Some of you say, no, I'm a business person. Some of you say, no, I'm a fisherman. I'm a college person. Some of you will say, I am a postman, a post hallelujah guy. Some of you will say, I'm a, into entrepreneurship and things like that. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. What matters is when you do all that, still, you should be a Christ person. It should be the Christ person who should be doing the business. It should be the Christ person who is ministering on the stage. It should be the Christ person. Oh, come on, church, this morning. Oh, let me put it this way. When you are in your business, you should be the Christ person there. When you are in your job, you should be the Christ person there. When you are in your college, you should be the Christ person there. Come on, church, this morning. When you are in the city, hallelujah, the people should look at you and say, you are this Christ person in the city. When God looks you, hallelujah, right on the eye of this church, and hallelujah, he should see his people in the city. Come on, church, this morning. How many of you are happy? God has called you to be a Christ person in the city. Hallelujah. Put that scripture. Hallelujah. Don't take it. And of his fullness, we have all received. And of his fullness. What is this fullness? This fullness is the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is the fullness. Come on, church. Old Testament had levels of grace, but they did not have the fullness. Because it is through the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus. We have the fullness of God's grace. Hallelujah. Amen. And His fullness we have all received. Everybody say all received. Grace for grace. Grace for grace. In other words, there is nothing to substitute for grace. For grace, there is only grace. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There is nothing to substitute for the grace of God. For the grace of God is only grace. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What is the grace? Hallelujah. Grace is the unmerited favor of God. Comes from the word charis. The unmerited favor of God. What is grace? It is the divine ability of the supernatural ability to do what he has called us to do. Praise the Lord. What is grace? Grace is the good report of what Christ has done for us on the cross of Calvary. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Amen. It is a good report. Why are you scared? Why are you upset? It is the good report of what Christ has done for us on the cross of Calvary. It is not the bad report. We Christians are not should be a bunch of people who spreads bad report. We Christians are called to be a bunch of people who spreads the good report of what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross of Calvary. Hallelujah. And of his fullness we have received grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace and truth. Not only grace, but truth. Truth means God is open with us. He is not hiding himself anymore. He is open with everything that God has for us. He is open. He is speaking openly to us. Hallelujah. He is not hiding. He is opening himself to everyone who is approaching him with boldness. Hallelujah. In other words, if you approach this morning into the throne of grace with boldness, grace will become a reality. Grace will become an experience. Oh, hallelujah. It will be a supernatural experience in every area of our life. It is the goodness of God experience in every moment of our lives. It is something that will even turn the bad things to good things. Hallelujah. Over a second. Praise the Lord. So the Lord is saying, there is so much of grace that I've opened myself, that I've opened to you, that if you believe in me, you don't need to go to hell. Hell and the fire is for demons as in angels and for his Lucifer and for his angels. There is so much of grace. He's saying that you don't need to be sick. There is so much of grace that you don't need to walk in addiction. There is so much of grace that you don't need to walk in the second best. There is so much of grace Hallelujah, that you can walk in the fullness of His grace. There is so much of grace that you don't have to walk in insecurity, but you can be secure. There is so much of grace that you don't need to walk in uncleanness, but the holiness of God. There is so much of grace that you don't need to walk in poverty, hallelujah, but the richness of God. God is opening Himself to you, praise the Lord. His grace and truth, He is opening Himself, He is making known. Praise the Lord. He is setting us a clear path for us to walk. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And the Bible says, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. How many of you are happy? Truth is in the side of God's grace. Praise the Lord. Because truth is attached to God's grace, you can be open with your struggle. The greatest thing that I've learned in my relationship with Christ is to be open with Him. Everybody say open. The greatest thing that I've learned and I've seen God's grace functioning in supernatural ways is to be open with your struggles. Because truth is in the side of God's grace. You don't need to run away from God. You don't need to be scared of God. Whatever that you are going through, you can come to God. Come on church this morning. You can be open. Come on church. We have to understand as Christians that we need to open ourselves to the Lord. Amen. There's a beautiful passage of scripture in Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12 and the 24th verse. You have not come to Mount Sinai. To Jesus the mediator of the new covenant. 
and through the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Hallelujah. Verse 18 onwards. For you have not come to mount, mountain that may be touched and that burned with fire, and to blackness and darkness and tempest, and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. For they could not endure what was commanded. And if so much as a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust through with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. But you have come to Mount Zion Man. and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Amen. In Mount Sinai, it was so terrible. Was the sight that Moses said, I'm exceedingly afraid. And God is saying, you don't need to be exceedingly afraid to come to me. Because when I speak the truth, it is not in a place where you can't listen and when you can't respond. When I tell you the truth, I will give you the grace to listen to it. And I will give you the grace to obey it. And you will not have to be afraid. I know your struggles. When you come, you don't need to be afraid to bring your struggles. I will give you the grace to overcome it. Oh, come on church this morning. You have to come with all your struggles. Teenage struggles. 20 struggles. 30 struggles, 40 struggles, 50 struggles, 60 struggles. Some of you people who are older than me says, how will pastor understand my 60 troubles? I don't understand it, but I have a God who understands your 60 troubles and your 70 troubles and the God who has made her grace available. Hallelujah to deal with that in Jesus name. You don't need to be afraid as you grow older. Hallelujah. Grace, truth is in the side of grace. Hallelujah. He's open to you. But are you opening yourself to him? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Somebody said, you have come to Mount Zion, heavenly city. Somebody said, it is speaking about Jesus as a place. Jesus as a place. If you come to Jesus as a place, you don't need to be worried. If you come to Jesus, opening your heart to him, let me assure you, he will not send you. Hallelujah. For the way that you came, he will set you free. Oh, come on church. What is your struggle? Name your struggle. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's why it says, if you say it to the mountain, it will go. You open to God and say, Lord, I have a mountain, Lord. I have a, I have a depression, Lord. Not be like Elijah who went hiding in the uh, juniper tree with his depression. Just like when he was open, the little voice was enough. Praise the Lord to set him free. The hallelujah, the little voice of the Holy Spirit, the little voice of the blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel is enough to set you free this morning. In John chapter 8 and the 11th verse, when an adulterous woman who came to Jesus, everybody was condemning her. Everybody was ready to throw stones at her. And Jesus said, if anybody has not sinned, let him throw the first stone who has never sinned. And everybody dropped and everybody left. And Jesus said, they didn't condemn you, nor do I. But go and sin no more. Praise the Lord. Truth is in the side of grace. He said, I've forgiven you. I'm not charging it against you. Hallelujah. But here is the truth. Go sin no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
praise. Truth is in God's sight. Truth is in the sight of the grace. The truth is not to condemn you. The truth is not to put you down. The truth is not to bring you back to where you were. The truth is to set you free and to show you a new path. Hallelujah. How many of you are here this morning? Revelation 3.20 said, what does Revelation 3.20 says? Henry, can you read please? Behold, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and with him and he with me. Hallelujah. Look at two people and say grace upon grace. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Will you lift your hands and just praise the Lord for some time? Just trust the Lord. Hallelujah. Just ask the Lord to open your eyes this morning. Come on, church. Open your mouth this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Victory by the blood of Jesus. Victory by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Romans 6 and the 14th verse. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. Sin will not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. Amen. Hallelujah. This message is given to you so that, you know, when we have banquet, when God prepares a banquet, He wants to satisfy you. He wants to keep away poison from the, away from the food. The teaching and understanding of God's grace will keep the poison of the devil away from our lives. Amen. It's a beautiful banquet. Amen. When you understand grace, poison will not enter our lives. Oh, come on. Authority will enter our lives. You will trample down snakes and scorpions. You will trample down addictions. Joy and peace will be multiplied. Worship will rise. So here it is said, you are not under law, but under grace. What will happen? Sin will lose its dominion. How many of you have ever experienced to walk in the cleansing power of His grace? How many of you ever felt bathed so clean? The Bible is saying the power of sin, the dominion of sin will be broken. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you with me here, church? When God's grace flows, the Bible says in Romans 2, 6 says, it is designed to lead us into repentance. The goodness of God. The grace of God will lead us into repentance. Paul said to Corinth, the most difficult church, I don't preach anything else but Christ and Him crucified. Sometimes when you go through difficult times in a church, in a pastor's life, in ministry, and people are thinking for new revelations to come, all that you preach is Christ and Him crucified because it breaks, hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah, the backbone of sin. This morning, the backbone of sin and issues over your life has been once and for all broken and cancelled. Hallelujah. Come on church. Paul said, I did not come with human wisdom to attract you. But I came with a demonstration of the power of God. This morning, God promised me as this message is over, God's demonstration, the miraculous demonstration power of the Holy Ghost will move into your hearts and into your lives. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Grace is the unmerited favor. Hallelujah. Grace is the unmerited favor. It is also the ability to give you stability. Praise the Lord. It is the ability to give you stability. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and the 9th verse, His strength is made perfect in my weakness. His grace is sufficient for me. For when I am weak, you are strong. Come on church. I boast about my infirmities that your power will work in me more. It is the say, ability for stability. Just because something goes wrong in your life, you won't say, oh, I'm not following Jesus. 
You're stable in tough times. His power, his divine empowerment in supernatural ability will come. Just because when you get up, you feel moody, you will not say, I'm not going to the church. You will rise up. God will divinely empower you. When somebody calls you in the morning and give you a bad report, you are saying, oh my God, I've trusted the Lord so much. I'm going for a vacation. Let me get all this negativity out. Let me tell you, negativity does not go by vacation. Negativity goes by the grace of God. Oh, come on. It is the stability, ability for stability. Stable thinking. Just because before you were coming to the church, you fought with your wife. You are saying, okay, you destroyed my Sunday. I will destroy yours. Hallelujah. No, it is empowerment. Even while your girl is upset with you, your wife is upset with you, a divine empowerment to love her, to be compassionate towards her, amidst that, it's the ability for stability. Not only it's unmerited favor, it is the ability for stability. Number three, it's the good report of the Lord. It's the good report of what Jesus Christ has done for you on the cross of Calvary. The more you speak about the good report, God's goodness will flow. The more you speak about the good report, you will not spread bad report. I can look at somebody's face and say, is there good report? Look at somebody and say, I want to see good report on your face, brother. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing? When people will come and enter this church, they can see the good report on your face, on your speech. It leads to goodness of God flowing. People who have good report will never spread bad report about the church, about the pastor. They will not get into hurdles. Hallelujah. Praise God. In busy speaking about other people inside the rooms where everybody can't see, but God can see. The Bible says in Malachi 3, God is listening to what you're speaking. He's listening. Bible says he's the high priest of your confession. If Christ doesn't act, devil acts. But the more and more you're speaking the good report, the hand of the devil get bound and God's hand become open. Ah, come on. Come on. This morning I'm declaring, I'm seeing the hand of the devil getting bound. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the hand of God is being opened over your life. Hallelujah. We believe the good report. Whose report do you believe? We believe the good report of the Lord. It is the unmerited favor. It is the ability for stability. It is the good report of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross of Calvary. It is the grace of the living God. Hallelujah. Are you with me, church? That's why the grace to make you a Christ person will only come when you are open. I want to take a little bit on openness this morning. Everybody say, be open. Sometimes you have to understand God can't bless a pretending person. Be open to what God is giving you. Don't pretend before Him. Don't be close before Him. Don't immediately come with justifying your weakness, justifying your sin. Give it to Him. Justifying your mediocrity, justifying your lack of commitment, justifying your laziness. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. Walking in denial and pretension is something that make the Lord quiet. Hallelujah. Have you ever felt the Lord is quiet in your life? The more and more I got open, I heard a loved God speaking to me. Oh, come on church. 2018, it is the year of not a silent God. God is going to be loved if your heart is going to be open. If you are a transparent, open person. God is truth. He is open. He expects you to be open too. Sinophronican woman in Matthew 15, 22, 23. The Bible says she prayed, Oh, Lord David, have mercy on me, son of David. And the Bible says, Lord kept quiet. She was not a Jew. She was a Gentile. She was pretending to be a Jew. Jesus kept quiet. Are you pretending on a Sunday? 
Are you pretending to be a Christian? Are you pretending? Are you really one? If you are one, are you pretending all the days that you are after you leave the Sunday meeting? Or are you a carrier of his good report? Come on church. Eh? You're coming to the table to partake of the communion and know why you're not happy? I'm just telling you, if you're open, his healing will flow. We are all, you know, so tight inside. So stiff. The Bible says this Sinophronican woman, the moment she worshipped, God spoke, Jesus spoke. Because worship is a sign that you opened your heart. Come on. Come on. Worship is the only sign that your heart is open. Oh, come on now. Come on now. I'm getting somewhere. I'm leading you somewhere. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because being open also gives God to an opportunity for you to receive whilst you are not worthy. While you are still not worthy, it gives you an opportunity to still receive if you are open. Uh, you don't understand that, is it? Some of you say, oh, I'm unworthy. Pastor, I didn't pray. I didn't thank the Lord. I didn't meditate on last week's word. I did not even come carrying a Bible. I did not have a mentality to attend today's meeting. I'm absolutely moody. I'm distracted. But if you are still open, God will still fill you. Come on. Come on. Come on. If you're still open, God will still fill you. That is unmerited favor of God. Because you're not in a pretension mode. You're saying, Lord, I need a fresh filling. The fullness of God comes when you're open. Come on, church. Because an open, if you're an open person, God does not take care of one area. He takes care of all the areas of your life. You know things, the areas that you need grace. But there are areas that you cannot even put it into words that you need it. But you are even open. Even the unspoken areas of your life, God will fill it. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. The unspoken, the unknown areas of your life, God can still fill your life. For example, you are asking for a financial breakthrough. How many of you need one? Praise God. Only a few of us. Praise God. Rest are all so rich. But some of you are saying, I might not be able to receive the financial breakthrough because I'm not holy enough. Because I'm struggling in the area of holiness, I don't think God will bless me financially. The grace says, I will give you financial breakthrough because it's unmerited favor. But then how do you pray? You pray, Lord, I receive the forgiveness for my unholiness and I thank you that you will bless me and continue to bless me in the financial breakthroughs. Why it is important to pray like that? Because as you receive grace, the grace will not just touch your financial area, it will also touch your unholy area. Come on church! Because when the grace flows, it doesn't stay, hallelujah, limited to that financial area. It will touch because openness is there. Hallelujah! The grace will take care of the unholy area. I want to give you a picture. The Old Testament, if you're a student of the word, you will like it. When Jacob blessed Joseph with the tunic, with the clothing of many colors, he covered him from head to toe. Praise the Lord. The grace through righteousness of God covers you from head to toe. It is not just for one area of your life. Hallelujah. It's a my hallelujah. Many colors. Hallelujah. This grace, the manifold grace of God will cover you from head to toe. It will touch your heart, it will touch your mind, it will touch your finances, it will touch your smile, it will touch your holiness, it will touch every area of your life. It will touch your relationships. How do you know it? Titus 2.11 
Titus 2.11. I'm, I'm stopping it. I, 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 I'm putting a foundation next. I'll continue next week. Titus 2.11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. The grace has appeared all to all men. For what? Teaching them. So when the grace of God flow, it teach you to deny ungodliness, worldly lust. That we will live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. Oh, come on church. The grace, once it is received, will teach you how to live a righteous, holy life. It disarms us from wrong decisions. It disarms us from wrong thinking. Oh, come on now. How many now like the grace of God? I told you, it doesn't touch one area. It touches every area that pertains to life, inside and outside. There's an amazing word in Luke chapter 2 and the 42nd verse. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. Jesus increased to 52. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can you just close your eyes for a minute? Can you ask the Lord to open your eyes to this grace this morning? Come on, ask the Lord to give you the grace to understand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let the grace of God be revealed to all men in the name of Jesus. The all men who are sitting here this morning, that God's grace and enablement, hallelujah, praise God be oh, in entirety. Hallelujah. Praise God in His full counsel. Be revealed to them in the name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. Luke 2 and the 52nd verse. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Jesus increased in favor. Jesus increased in grace. That word increased means in the Greek word proi kapton. Proi kapton. In Greek means proi kapton means, means to act forward uh, or to, to, to make a way. It means to make a way to move forward. It to make a way to advance, to rot away. When God's grace flow into your life, when you increase in the grace of God, you will open up a way where there is no way. You will rot away. You will make a way. Come on, church. There are so many of us times, what is, Lord, how will you make a way, Lord? When you're full of grace, it will make a way. You will rot away. Hallelujah. This morning I pray that you will start seeing ways where there was no way in your life in Jesus' name. Oh, Rabba, Rabba. In your future, to make a house of your own, to make a living of your own, to make a financial breakthrough of your own, to have a ministry that will glorify Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God to have a name and a fame in your family. I pray God's grace will make a way, will rot away where there is no way in the name of Jesus. Cases that is against you. Hallelujah. Judges that is against you. Hallelujah. People that are against you will keep quiet because in the midst of them, God is going to make a way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. It is an unmerited favor, but it will also enable you to live a godly life. To give you the good report. What happened if you don't open? What happened if you don't open? Luke 15, in the father's house, there was two men, the older son and the younger son. I don't know which one you are today. 
the oldest son is complaining i've worked for you i've ministered for you i've listened to everything but not even a young goat was prepared to me when your heart is not open you can come every week to church you can tithe and all that but not a young goat will be revealed in your life come on church not even the smallest of needs and the blessings will struggle to open itself amen in the father's house because the older son heart was closed but the younger son who received god's favor wasted everything because of his unrighteous living came back but with an open heart received everything he has lost oh come on come on because heart was right older son it was about himself younger son it was about the father older son was pretending younger son was open i father have sinned i know i'm honest i made a mistake younger son was transparent and god opened up a special meal this morning as you partake of the bread and the wine if you're open a special meal god will open up your life special meal nobody will know what is how it tastes only for the younger son hallelujah durtha putrane mathrame aa ruchi anubhavikkan pattiyullu aaru anubhavikkatha oru ruchi ninde jeevithathil velippadan pogiyana a taste that nobody has ever been tasted is going to be revealed over your life if your heart is going to be open thank you jesus thank you jesus what happens when you're not open the bible says adam and eve hid and they were afraid fear will come when you're not open fear will come condemnation increases when you hide what happens when you hide ekhan or akhan whatever you say was from the tribe of juda when he hid the praiser became a problem the praiser became a problem maker if you keep hiding the one who used to praise the law to bring the walls down is the very man who's become a problem maker in the church come on church akhan from the tribe of juda യേശുവിന്റെ വംശാവലിയിലുള്ള യഹൂദ ഗോത്രത്തിലുള്ള പ്രശ്നക്കാരനായി മാറി നീ ദൈവത്തിന് വേണ്ടി ഹൃദയം തുറന്നു കൊടുത്തില്ലെങ്കിലും the bible says judas was a familiar friend but the friend's face changed into the face of the enemy when you are not open a friend's face become the face of the enemy i've seen it many a times in my life hallelujah i have the opportunity to be part of my dad's ministry my spiritual dad's ministry i've seen friends fray faces the moment you know that is become enemy faces because somewhere they may not been open they've been closed he became a part of the agenda to destroy churches are you a part of agenda to destroy churches men of god good reports or are you a part of the agenda that preaches the gospel of jesus christ never become a part of an agenda to destroy the name of a man of god a name of the church you know why because you can never do it and god will never allow it it's a waste of time that's all <laughs> the time that i became a pastor my pastor told me he taught me something he said chako never be scared of what people will say or will do because he said god has given this church this city into your hands nobody can destroy it take it away can do anything hallelujah only problem why we tell not to become a part of the agenda you will get you into spiritual and financial famine if you don't believe me ask joseph brothers they got into an agenda to destroy joseph and they got into spiritual and financial famine hallelujah what happens 
when you are not open the rooster crows kozhi kuvum the rooster crows because peter was not open peter had closed rooster crowing are warning signs staying in sin and sickness and disobedience and dishonor are warning signs oh come on that you have fallen away from the grace of god i'll say it again staying in sin everybody has a moment they can fall into sin and sickness and disobedience and dishonor there are moments for you and i but staying in there is a warning sign that instead of grace increasing in your life you are close to falling away from the grace of god unforgiveness is a warning sign bitterness is a warning sign adultery is a warning sign fornication is a warning sign praise god that you're falling away from the grace of god some ask why do you fast and pray nothing just to humble yourself when you see this warning sign you are concentrating yourself onto the grace of god come on come on come on you are humbling yourself and concentrating onto the grace of god it's a real story one so called apostle went to a local church and started accusing the local pastor we always we always discerning so called apostles amen anybody speaking against a local church and a local pastor is never an apostle and the church members who once have fallen into adultery and theft and greed joined to criticize the very local pastor god has used to lift them up from the dirt that's a problem with sometimes church folks when they see a little fault or a little weakness even without discerning immediately to judge a man of god without thinking you were worse than that before bible says do not even entertain an accusation of against an elder if you don't have two or three witnesses don't even entertain but here is what happened the more and more they accused him the more and more god blessed the local pastor oh come on the local pastor prayed to god why are you allowing me to be accused why are you not shutting your mouth of the accusers lord and the lord gave him this scripture psalm 66 and the 12th verse psalm 66 and the 12th verse you have caused me to ride over our head we went through fire and through water but you brought us out to rich fulfillment amen god gave him this word you caused men to ride over our heads we went through the fire through the water but he has brought me the king james version says to a wealthy place ah uh, come on come on come on come on hallelujah even while you are dishonored god will take you to a wealthy place ha uh, come on church hallelujah that word means in hebrew wealthy place revagra revagaha or i don't know how to pronounce it revagaha revaga whatever it's r e l a r e v a g a h which means abundance wealthy overflowing there's only one place the same word is used in the bible psalm 23:5 you anoint my head with oil and my cup overfloweth ah oh, come on i want to encourage when you are put down in front of people it's a warning sign for them but to you it's a wealthy place ah some of you are about to get wealthy some are about to get you wealthy and you are anointed to run it over this morning in the name of the lord oh raba bara sandara burabash how many of you are running over cup just don't healing but healing running over not just financial blessing but financial blessings running over come on not just one ministry on a sunday but many ministries are going to run over come on a running over cup come on come on 
Not one opportunity, one open door, many open doors. Come on. Glory, 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 glory. Not one miracle. Miracles, hallelujah. Running over cup. Come on, believe it this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This evening, this morning, as you partake of the bread and the wine, be open. In Numbers 35, there was a place called City of Refuge. Anybody who have acted sinfully, as sin unintentionally, they would run into the City of Refuge. Because if they are closed and sitting in a corner, the avenger will come and attack. The devil is the avenger. He will come and attack. This morning, if there is something struggling in your life, bring it before God. Because God's grace will flow. Hallelujah. Bible says there was the high priest there. As long as the high priest was alive, the avenger could not touch the person who gets into the city of refuge. How many of you are happy? We have a high priest who never dies. Ah, oh, come on. Come on. We have a high priest who will never give us into the will of the accusers. So I read the scripture this morning. Let's pray. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 23 to 30. As we partake of this communion. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Amen. But one who eats of it. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. Therefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. That's enough. It says, the breaking of bread and the wine, the communion, is a place of meeting with God. Amen. And when you meet with God, when you meet with Jesus, it says, when you commune with Him, put your faith in what He has done on the cross. Amen. How many of you will put your faith? Not in your problem, not in your sin, not in your sickness, but put your faith in what Christ has done. If you have done it, you have judged yourself. If you are open, if you receive it, you have judged yourself correctly. But without putting your faith in the body and the bread of Jesus Christ, never partake of this. You are saying, Lord, as I put my faith in the cup of your communion and the body of your bread, I am letting go of every struggle, every burden, every unforgiveness, every untruth, every bitterness in my life. I'm letting go. When you judge yourself, when you put your faith in the body and the blood of Jesus Christ, you have to let go of all that, things that is not worthy of what He has done for you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you can't learn from anybody of being open, Pastor, you don't know the struggles that have gone. I, I can't just open and let go. If you can't learn it from anyone, learn it from one man, the demoniac 
who carried 6,000 demons in Mark chapter 5. The greatest story. Look at the man. The greatest story to open. Look at his meeting with Jesus. Can just pray before just, I just, just, just tell this before we partake of this. I just wanted to open your heart this morning. Ask the Lord this. Just, just focus on His grace. Say just grace, grace, grace. Put your faith in God's grace. There's nothing that the grace can deliver you from this morning. His unmerited, His divine enabling, His good report of the grace of the Almighty God. The greatest for grace there is nothing else substitute for grace is grace itself a grace upon grace victory by the blood of jesus let's not resist and quench the grace the bible says let us not insult the grace of god oh as we come to partake of the bread and the wine let's not insult let's not say your blood is not enough let's not say your body is not enough let's say it's more than enough there's more grace Superabundant grace, overflowing. Your grace is sufficient for me. Paul said, I'm what I am by the grace of God. Amen. Somebody said, Grace is, I can't, but God has to. Somebody said, In a common man's language, in the practical life, what is grace? I can't, but God has to. Here is a man who said, I can't, but God has to. Ah, oh, come on. Before you leave from this place, don't say, I can't. You can't. I can't. But God has to. Here is a man who is meeting up with the God. The Bible says, the moment he met and opened himself to God, he had 6,000 demons, but he cried out. He was open. And Jesus came all the way. And every demon exited his life. When you are open, even in your greatest of demonic attacks, if you are open to Jesus, every demon every sickness every bit of it every smell of it every stench of it oh come on hallelujah will be destroyed will leave your life in jesus name and there will not be a trace of your sickness there will not be a trace of the enemy's hand there will not be a trace even the enemy to look back even every trace every attack against your life will be wiped out for again hallelujah it's the meeting place the demoniac met Jesus and every trace was wiped out. If you meet Jesus in the communion and in the blood and in the body, every trace of everything what the devil has done will be wiped out in your life. If you believe it, put your hands together and give a clap offering to Jesus this morning. Said every pass of the enemy, every painful memory, everything that has ever happened in my life, everything that I've ever gone through, let it be wiped out. Let it be wiped out. Let it be erased. Let the trace... Never be seen again. Hallelujah. The Bible says he was dwelling in the tombs. There's a huge, beautiful scripture. The Bible says in 1 Peter 3, dwell with your wife with understanding for she's a weaker vessel. The man here made the devil his wife. He was dwelling with the devils. If you dwell with the devil, he become a strong man. He will control your life. Never dwell with the devil with understanding. Your understanding should be, I will never ever spend a minute with the devil. Hallelujah. Because he controls your heart, your mind and your body. Don't be yoked with him. Don't shake hands with him and dwell together. Don't shake hands and say, oh, this sickness is mine. Don't say hands and say, oh, hallelujah, the problem is mine. The moment you say that, you are dwelling with the devil. Come on. And then we will say, oh, 
the devil has bound me with seven types of bindings malayalathil pare ketti 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 ange vechikkanu indinte onnu avashyamilla pishasin angane onnum kettan onnum pattathilla praise the lord you make the decision and say i am a child of the living god i am under the blood of jesus no enemy will get you no enemy will bind you namaku chirikkan pattunnilla namaku aaradhikkan pattunnilla namaku kaiyadikkan pattunnilla hallelujah the bible says often often he was bound devil will not allow you to have a victorious life often when he binds you when you're not open he will keep binding you often he comes an open person cannot be bound often come on an open person cannot be bound often and the bible says nobody could tame him stubbornness is always a sign of demonic activity look at somebody and say i'm not stubborn stubbornness is always when you come to study in the city one fruit that you don't need to want is stubbornness praise the lord when you are living in the city of bangalore one fruit of the city that you don't want is stubbornness when negative fruit but the bible says he came worshiping jesus with a false worship all the devils and say worshiping and said you are the son of the living god worship without accountability is false worship oh come on some of your demons demonic occurrences oppression has come worship without accountability is demonic worship false worship worship always acknowledge the lordship of jesus when you are open you are worshiping declaring him as the lord over your life ഇവിടെ വന്ന് ആരാധിച്ചിട്ട് പറയുന്ന ഒന്നും കേൾക്കാതെ സ്വമയിഷ്ടത്തിൽ നടക്കുന്നത് അത് തെറ്റായ ആരാധനയാണ് I hear silent voices I hear silent dreams I think people are always speaking against me I think our people are always against me and speak it these are all oppressions the devil is stopping you from progressing in your walk with God when you are open to God all this negative voices go when all these voices come to me I always go back and say Lord I want to be open my heart to receive more grace and the bible says he came to a right mind right mind right mind this morning may god bless you with the right mind and the bible says he went about preaching the gospel to his own house first praise god and to the cities hallelujah when you have a meeting with god god's goodness will flow out from your life into your homes into the city come on church this morning from you into your homes into the city when you partake of this wine you will take the goodness of the lord you become the christ person hallelujah from a demoniac he became the person a christ person in the city oh hallelujah amen let's close our eyes this morning hallelujah let's pray this morning from a demoniac he received the grace to be a christ person hallelujah ram parama